0: Welcome everybody, it's a good Saturday morning and you are in the locker room as we throw open the doors here, Tuncheon Wolf, in the locker room with a couple of newbies, a couple of my friends come along to support the old man here, because... well, nobody else came. <laughs> this is the youngest the locker room's been in at least a couple decades, right? Well, I'm sorry. I'm e- sorry. E- I, that, I had to get it in there. You know now. what, uh, Jacob? Am I bleeding? Because I, no, I think I just I, got tagged. I, I,
1: I'm surprised Tom came in <laughs> with that comment because I'm truly the youngest one here. <laughs> a couple of baby faces in here for
0: real. Well, we have Shirtless Tom and Jacob of Israel. These are the two <laughs> compadres that came in today, and I'm so grateful for them. Appreciate you so much. When is your normal showtime? 11.30 to 1. So we're
2: right after you, Steelers Standard. Steelers so Standard. You'll be stuck with us once Wolf gets out of here in about uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, here, you got so. time. In I other for words, the we got hours. three hours of us coming out. The best at
0: you. part is I, the two of you look like okay, we're going to edge out this old guy. <laughs> Get the baldy head out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 89 minutes now, 88 <laughs> minutes now. <laughs> As we take it down. Well, indeed, everybody, welcome, and we're so happy to have you. It's a great Saturday morning. It's a great Steeler Saturday morning. Today yes. would be, I would, you know, I, I really was remiss because this should have been a donut Saturday morning. Oh, oh. You know, I didn't even think about My it. My stomach's drowning What's I know, that?
1: I know it's your favorite, the bacon glaze. Oh, yeah. We
0: had, somebody came <laughs> along last year, sent us from Florida a bacon glazed donut. I mean, Dano from Florida. Dano, that's it. Friend yes. of the show,
1: great man. Bacon glazed donut. It's, it's beautiful. It's like a maple glaze with like bacon bits on it. That sounds I mean, delightful. It will oh, put you incredible. in tears.
0: It's so good.
2: I feel like it'll put me asleep on my couch too <laughs> well, afterwards. About three or four of them. Yeah. Well, you know, what? sounds
1: delightful.
0: You know, it, it it does it does do the magic. You know, when you <laughs> gotta have a little napsky. You know that's the way to roll. Well,
1: that's the way to start the Saturday. You wake (laughs) up a couple donuts and you go right back to bed.
0: (laughs) Indeed, but not until we run through our shows here, and I say shows plural because again, it would be the wild bunch that's that's with me here. (laughs) These young, the young bucks. I don't. Maybe it's the young guns show. That's what it should be with the young guns.
1: Whenever we get together, that's our trio name.
0: There you go, young guns. Well. You too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you're you're a part of it. Like, the average age is is, is young enough that you can be a part of it.
0: <laughs> 63, somehow, that doesn't quite, you know.
1: Even if you turned around to
0: 36, work. it's still pretty old. That math doesn't work, right? It really doesn't work very well. But anyhow, we're so glad that you're here. You know, what a great time it was in, in Canton, Ohio. You know, there's something special about the Pro Football Hall of yes. Fame, man. I got to tell you. You know, it's it's I know it's a preseason game. I've played in the game myself. Matter of fact, when I played in 83, it was funny because I was telling you guys earlier, all it was was that concrete stadium mm-hmm. with a grass field and a, and a snow fence around it as a border. And it certainly is a big, huge complex now. It's it's really amazing.
2: Well, I feel like as, even as recently as like four or five years ago, you'd see the game the day of would be canceled because the field conditions <laughs> were just such in bad shape that they were like, players are going
1: to tear a knee. You brought up before we went on Sean Sweejam. I mean, yeah. the guy might
2: have had his career ruined. The kicking because- canuck.
1: I he mean, might have at this a, point, this was a better stadium than we saw two years ago. Remember when we went to play the Chargers? It was like a soccer field it,
2: in the regular season <laughs> yes. in, in
1: Los Angeles.
2: That's right. Yeah, it looks night and day compared. Just right. seeing it on TV. I mean, I can't imagine a
0: high school game there when no, they actually think have to about play it. That. Yeah, yeah, they got all this stuff. The that's press box. like a box. mini college stadium. Yeah, right it, it was. I thought it was very impressive, and. Um, you know, it's funny because you mentioned Sweezum, and, and he got the kick and Canuck out there. I'll never forget, he tried to make the tackle, blew out his knee. Right. And I, I remember saying to him afterwards, I go, what are you doing? Why would and you he goes, try that? Well, I was like, a, I was a hockey goon in <laughs> in high school. He play, you know, he couldn't help himself. He had to go and throw his shoulder into the guy. And, it's a Pittsburgh Steeler way, though. It is. That's it is
2: making the tackle. It's one of those things mm-hmm. where you're like, I get what you're doing there, but come on. Did you have to do no, it? No, you're like whoa. I get I mean, what you're, you're not, doing. You're not Jack Lambert out I respect there. it, kicker. but seriously.
0: You know, I had to laugh because I go back to 83 played the New Orleans Saints there. So there's Tunch, there's me, there's Mike Webster on the line, right? So we run the ball, first two plays, and, and we're about six yards short. So they throw one that would be uh, Cliff Stout threw one over the middle to Calvin Sweeney, right? So Calvin catches the ball and falls forward, and uh, they measure it, and it's like, Three inches past the marker, and it was, first of all, it was so humid. It was played at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. and it was so humid that gills w- would have been better than lungs, you know. <laughs> and Mike Webster's standing there, and he walks back, and he goes, Crap, I was hoping we didn't make it, so we go to the side. get off the field. <laughs> I need to sit in front of a fan. Exactly. Somebody help me. It's too hot out here. Oh, my heavens. But it wasn't too hot this night. Uh, it was, it, uh, you know, it what by eight o'clock it was fairly. Seemed cool. like a gorgeous you know, night. It I was. Mean, it was. We a were stuck night. here
2: in a studio in Pittsburgh, Wolf. So yeah, we didn't really get it. We got an air conditioned experience. Well, that's. Yeah. True.
0: Did you? Did you get some caliente, brother? <laughs> we did. Oh. We did. Delicious. Uh, right, you know, love th- our caliente. Have you pizza. asked for Porky's revenge? We don't get a we choice. We don't get to request, oh.
1: but they always. Throw something, one of their specialty pies in with our order. So every week we get something new. One of our favorites is like the Big Mac one, right? Yeah, they make it like a burger pizza. Yes, ketchup and mustard. They have a
0: spectacular assortment of pizzas. The secret, uh, the secret sauce over there though is the Caliente Burger. Oh. Yeah. I really never had a good. Caliente Burger. We get a
1: bunch of pizza. We get a bunch of wings. Wings, yeah. Oh, they us, they do the, it wings up with the wings are
0: very good, too. too. It's a great I've place. never had a bad meal out of that joint. You've Let got some you. pool
1: there. Let's
2: try to get us a Porky's been, You know what? Yeah. I'm going to have to put Make the word in, calls put calls in. in. A, a, a little co- a little Porky's yeah. Revenge
0: action for the men back please, at the house. Please, At the mothership during <laughs> games there. You betcha. Okay, we're going to have to do something there. Okay, so moving back along. I get dissuaded so easily by any food. We know what.
1: Tunch and Wolf. Working their show last year, I can't tell you, Tom, how many times the conversation would be on football, and then in a (laughs) nanosecond. Food would come up and it would dominate for the next 30 it's minutes. The best part of the, in the locker I'm room. I'm like guys, I, I remember lo- when I, I worked I on I the love, show. I love talking about food too, but we got to get back to business. Do, here. You, do you remember our
0: Wednesday weigh-ins? Oh, of course. The whole point was. To get
1: I t- got I got your bang the drum all day, and I got the <laughs> booze lined up. I mean, it's obviously not the Wednesday, but I got both I of those sounds ready to go. You know
0: what? We should have done it because I weighed in at 299.5. I was That's under. under. That's I was day. under because the whole day. goal was to get Chalooch over. 200 and me under 300 <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh well you came under. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <were> <laughs> under. today i did today's a good day <laughs> today's we'll, a good we'll, day we'll, we'll
1: consider it a, like a specialty wednesday for <laughs>
0: absolutely <you. laughs> i love it all right well one of the things that I, that I enjoyed so much too was what it looked like to see all those hall of famers there right all right you got donnie shell you got troy Polamalu. you got bill nunn bill Cower, and alan fanica well i mean was Troy there? He wasn't had there he then. Seen- okay, but the good news is we know he's, he's going to be, be able there. to make a speech, okay. which is
2: we were all hoping that that was going to
0: be the yeah, case. A little worried absolutely. that he wasn't going to
2: make it. So okay, because
0: I remember I I remember th- seeing um, I think all the other guys saw Fanica, Cow. Cal- yep. they were all there. Shell. I saw cow on the sidelines talking to Tom yeah. at
2: one
1: point. I think yeah, he called was, a play. Did at he one call? Point. Did he call <laughs> he a play? He had said he, he, he just, called he, Highsmith's blitz. He had said in his like. His Hall of Fame press conference right before he said, "I just want to get out there. Let me call one blitz. That's all I want to do." I hope
0: it wasn't the one when Presley Harvin kicked the ball down uh, to the one, and then you got Dowdle in the back. He splits the the double. They, they get they run a just a, a inside zone, right? So he splits in between Carlos uh, Davis going to the backside, and you got overrun by Buddy Johnson on the front side, and they go. He just hit it up there for twenty six yards. I thought. I hope that wasn't coward. Hopefully, calling that, that wasn't one. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you know, to see these these great Hall of Famers, and you know, I talked to James Lofton when I was there. You know, How? it's what I mean. There's there's an old Packer. You know, what I mean, just love that guy. Uh, and there there were so many guys there that uh, it was it was just remarkable. And um, the 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 historical significance of that place. You know, one of the things I love, I, I actually was, I was blessed enough to be invited there. For, they rent it out to companies, you know, where they they'll have a dinner and they'll have the Hall of Fame just closed down for this company that might be a hundred people or something like that, you know. And then you go, can wander through the hall, you know, by yourself essentially. And I went into the Hall of Bus. You know, we're all the head the, 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 yeah, the, the heads. You know what? John Med's right. They talk to each other. I'm telling you. Can hear you can Oh, there's a conversation there's spirits going on. Walking around yeah. Oh, no, the bus, they just talk to each <laughs> other. It's like talking heads, man. I kid you not.
2: Have you ever been to the Hall of Fame, Tom? I've never been to the Hall Neither of Fame, but go. I imagine it's like when I go to DC and I'm sitting in front of like the Lincoln War, you get chills, oh, hair yeah. on the back I imagine it's the very same thing.
0: You get it's those hairs beautiful. on the back
2: of your neck standing up. You just feel the history. You hear the heads talking, like you said.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) one of the – okay. I go there when we went in 83, right? They had a photographer – the NFL runs contests, and they had a photographer contest and stuff like that the year before and top shots from the year before. And they they posted them up there in in the front area that was there. And and Mike Webster laughs. He goes, hey, did you see your picture there? I go, what picture? And here we're playing Cincinnati, and uh, there was a screw-up between Mike and I. (laughs) Well, he blames me, but you know. <laughs> so Wilson Whitley's the nose tackle, and, and we're supposed to scoop it, I thought, right? That means that Mike will go to the outside shoulder of Whitley. I'll come to the inside and I'm just gonna cut block him. All right. He and Mike's gonna go up to the second level, get the linebacker, right? Well, Mike hooks him, and I'm I'm like firing off and I drew Whitley in the <laughs> the cheapest shot right in the back of the legs. I mean, it's a complete clip. He's getting bent over in a reverse U. His his head is touching his heels, right? And that's Just the one about. they snap for the then picture. They snap <laughs> that. So you're in there. And I'm looking. I'm like, Mike goes, "Oh, look at that one." And I go, "Oh, no wonder he was so mad at me." <laughs> It but you're in there. you right? in the Hall of Fame. Well, then. It, no, it, you know that was a year yearly thing. Thank uh, goodness, because uh, you in for one year you were in there. And for me, I lived in that's, the Hall that's of a, Fame. That's
1: a year longer than a lot of other guys in the NFL. Don't you think?
0: <laughs> well, I have another. I have another one too. If you go to the the Wall of Fame down on the South Side, the Steelers. Okay, yeah. there's the great Franco Harris and his big shot. And he's running a play. Now, if you look in the lower right hand corner, there's a leg sticking in. <laughs> A leg. A leg. Just Just the right leg. The right leg is shown, but I know how I tape my shoes. You know for sure it's your leg. That's my leg. That's (laughs) your leg. No (laughs) question. That's that's my Hall of Fame shot. Yeah, I know. there you go. You're on the Wall of Fame. Look, we're grasping Forever. for straws. No, we're here. not. That
2: counts. If you if you can pick your leg out of a lineup, not seeing
0: anything else, you deserve to be in the Wall Absolutely. of Fame. Absolutely, there's no question that you know. <laughs> That's my leg. I know my leg. <laughs> the leg was there. Okay. Oh my heavens! So anyhow, you think about these these guys that were there now, Donnie Shell. I mean, what a terrific representation of uh, Steelers nation there. I mean, what a magnificent man. I love overdue. that guy. Yes. Should have been in a long Long time overdue. Too. You're yeah. very correct. You know, I mean, you look at some of the safeties. Troy Polamalu changed the game, but Donnie Shell was f- first and foremost at that lineage of, of great yeah. safeties. Of, of course. You know, think about him back in the mm-hmm. 80s. Uh, I think six years he had five or more interceptions. Now, think about this. In an era where quarterbacks threw the ball maybe 15 to 20 times, 25 times a game, that was it? I mean, he's picking off that many passes. And you listen to Mel Blunt. Mel Blunt I was with the last last week, right? Mel says, Donnie couldn't catch a cold coming up when he first got here. You know, I mean, he was a linebacker at South Carolina State and moved to safety like Carnell Lake was – you know, also a linebacker. Mm-hmm. They moved to safety, but Donnie Shell. He said he couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> and then here, he, he, when he left the game, he was the all-time intercept leader in at interceptions.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just something. It's just. Committing to working on something that's a weakness, turning it into your strength. That's how you end up in the Hall of Fame one day.
0: Well, or you get a leg in a picture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, well, that's, you know, a little further of a circular route to get there than Donnie's. But yeah, or you I guess cheap the shot same. somebody yeah, really exactly. bad. I guess those both work as
1: well. Either, I mean, they both got you there. Yeah. What? Well, you can't yeah. complain, right? Well, <laughs> we weren't lucky enough to see
2: Donnie play, but I yes. can imagine that. It was similar to not the same style, but as far as dominance is concerned, what we saw out of forty three, Troy. It just Troy the was, impact that he had from that position is something that you hadn't seen from that position really in a long time before.
0: Absolutely. He really changed the game. You know, like Dermani Dawson changed it at center. Yeah. You know, like like Heinz Ward changed it at wide receiver like Mel Blunt, Mel Blunt changed yeah. it you know a lot of
2: Steelers changing games fang- out there <laughs> that's what you know how about
0: I was with Mel I and mean, you know, and I said they were asking questions I had put my hand it. I go how how much of a, a tough dominant ridiculously talented guy do you got to be when the NFL changes the rules for you Right, you know, I mean, that's that's almost the ultimate know, honor. It is, yeah. it
2: is more than a Hall of Fame jacket. No question yeah. about it. Like you were so good that they had to rewrite things to make it an even playing field for everybody else.
1: <laughs> and then you still dominate despite them. Despite that, to yeah, you're still an One arm pro. behind your back. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's unbelievable. You know, what I mean, and then you see this lineage of of great players, the Steelers coming through. I remember being there for oh, and the best part was I went uh, when Mike Webster was uh, inducted. It was so cool because you know me and me and my bride we we drive up you know and I'm like oh man we 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 got tickets and Mike you know invited us to the event but um, you know parking there's parking is chaos there well I see the I see the great Franco Harris there like hey Franco Franco's like hey tells the, the parking guy. Park him. He's, he's, he's a buddy. He's okay. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> nice connection. Yeah. yeah, that was that was very nice because, you know, I did have my leg in your Hall of Fame picture, Franco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you knew that about Yeah, him. I'm not sure you were hip to that, but, you know. Oh, my heavens. But it was great. And you see guys like this, uh, you know, with, with Donnie, with uh, Troy. Uh, Bill Nunn was a guy that just. That's
2: the one you wish he was there, right? Oh,
0: I wish Bill had been yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I was. Uh, hopefully they had family there, you know. I'm sure. And yeah. I'm sure. That, uh because uh, I'm sure that his families will represent him fantastically so he is such a fantastic man you know he used to sit with Bill Nunn and I always said it was like when you sat with Bill Nunn it was like um you know at the at the holiday and you know you're mm-hmm. just smarter for having stayed there
1: well this guy you know? I mean has been part of the team longer than anyone other than someone named with the last name of Rooney Think about yep. that. No all one else has point. been with the team as longer. This guy bleeds black and gold. We talk about how many people represent what it means to be a Steeler. This guy lived his whole life being a Steeler.
0: He did indeed.
2: He has his
1: fingerprints on
2: all six Lombardi trophies. Oh, especially yeah. Especially those four in the 70s. Absolutely. I mean, the I architect mean, of those You teams. think about,
0: the, you know, he he goes to time Lynn Swan, right? And and Lynn's got a kind of a bad hand. I think it was Lynn had a bad hammy. So he went back and timed him again and got a better one after he was you know, healthy. There
2: was a couple of story. I like Stallworth. Know, yeah, he would bury some guys that other people weren't looking at. Yeah, he and just be know, like, ah, oh, forget about them. You don't well, really it, want them.
0: It was what the 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 sixteen millimeter, or whatever it was, for the projector, you know, film. Yeah, and, uh, you know that would get lost.
2: <laughs> lost, quote unquote, lost. I don't know where I put it.
0: Where did that go? Oh, I right. can't. I was remember. supposed to give
2: that to you, right? I'll try to find it somewhere.
0: Exactly. So, pick him in the third round. <laughs> it was you know you think about it. I mean. Four Hall of Famers from that one draft class, with Donnie Shell being a free agent they brought in. Yeah, for five Hall of Famers. Five Hall of Famers. That's that's like unbelievable. You know, on the South Side, they had the table around which they sat for that draft, and they bring it out at draft time. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. ki- you know, it's it's kind of like oh, we got to get the mojo out of this table. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they should have the table from that draft in the room with them. It's just like a ceremonial
0: table. Well, no, that's what they they have. They, they have the they table. Do that every year. They have one? the table. They do it every wow. year. Yeah, and they br- I I think every year, but I know I know at specific times they've brought it out for wow. the wow. Yeah, I mean it's it's like uh, the mojo draft table. You know, you got to get the, you got to get all that mojination Nation coming off that table. Absolutely,
1: man. that's amazing. I didn't know that they kept the table like that around. Yeah, I mean, it's it great. The greatest score, draft class of all time. You got You got You got yeah. to give it its honor.
0: It's just amazing that you could have Lambert, Webster, Stallworth, and Swan. Those four guys in shell now.
2: And shell is undrafted. Yeah. yeah
0: you know, I mean, it it really it, it is magnificent, and it really set the table for those '70s teams that that were just so colossal. They were just, ah, I can't say enough about him. And then you see guys like Alan Fanica, too. How about Alan Fanica?
1: Boy. I mean, looking like he was never an offensive lineman, no. right? He no! What's he doing? that? Ma- I think he's a marathon runner now, or like a half Yeah, I know. He's, he's doing
0: something. I don't even want to go next to him. Well, fat shame me. That's kind of you know? insulting, right, Wolf, as, a, oh. as an ex-lineman? It's yeah, like, I mean, you were you run a marathon. Your comrades, yeah, right?
2: Exactly. What's up with that, Big Big Red. I mean he used to I'm looking at a picture of him now, he used to have that
0: big handlebar
2: mustache. Oh yeah, big everything going on there, yeah. yeah.
0: And he's not big red anymore, he's just red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but what a great player. Think about him uh well, who was the guy in the Seattle that, that he creamed? Uh
1: Oh, on, on Willie's yeah. run? I don't remember. I, don't I remember can't he remember. he's the known for his pull on a oh. – What
2: kind of offensive lineman is known for a pooling play in the Super Bowl? You oh, know I know. What I mean? And everybody knows it. Alan Fanica's pool. Know, Faneca Almost is, more so than Willie's
0: run. Absolutely. The 75-yard run. It was absolutely a work of uh, – I don't know. Uh, a work of art. I mean, when yes. you look at it, he gets – was it Lola to – the two fours i can't remember it's Starletu- Will, something uh, like that i can't remember any of yeah but he pulled around nailed the guy and then willie was off and running and it was just it was like a setup the whole time they kept seeing where this guy was lining up and then when he just happened to line up the right spot they called it and boom yeah ran the ball and it was absolutely magnificent i remember
2: i just hearing fanica talk and he's done so many interviews since being inducted and he said you know they've been they ran that play in practice leading up to it and had it pretty down pat, and it was it was like right out of the halftime when they ran it, right? Right. And he heard Ben, and, and it was the first drive of the second line. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh boy!" Like when he heard that play, exactly. And like, "Oh boy, here we go!" Like this is the one I've been waiting for. Man, did he make the most of it?
0: Oh, he certainly did. That was. That's what Hall of Famers do. They yes, they do. They don't get their leg in the picture. They take the the guy <laughs> and, and remove him.
2: The other thing they do that's so impressive. We say this all the time with Fanica. He had four holding penalties in his entire career in the NFL. That's I was, almost impossible. Well, think about this.
1: I'm so much better. I had four in one game. <laughs> he had more, I don't think there's 13 really some That as was as it, it. Well, right? Same. You never had another one after that game, though.
0: Oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that was a bad day for the kid. I can tell you that.
2: Four holding penalties in 13 I years. Know.
0: That's amazing. You know, I, I will tell you two of the greatest hits I've ever seen because what really distinguishes offensive linemen, you know in in my mind are some of the great hits you know you can you know i can i remember Ramon foster i talked about it on a, on a on a boss play he pulled around he hit cj mosley um and it looked like uh did you ever see the scene from the terminator when the the, the semi truck runs over the uh over the uh, the, uh, terminator over the terminator guy? right yeah toward it, the end of the movie yeah just boom <laughs> you know and it's like that's what it that's looked what it looks like Ramon like. <laughs> yeah, just Buried him, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing is Alan Fanica, uh, he came on a on a trap, and he went helmet to helmet, face mask to face mask. And he hit this guy so hard, the chin strap popped, and the helmet went up like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, you know, when the head pops up yeah. off the, you know. When you, when you win the fight. Exactly. Right? The helmet shot straight up like you popped a zit off your <laughs> nose. Fanica I mean, won the fight. <laughs> I, I was standing there watching this in the sidelines. It happened right in front of me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me what i just seen. <laughs> You know, I mean, nobody hits somebody that hard that the, the helmet, helmet pops, pops straight off. up in the air. And it went a good foot in the air. I mean, it wasn't like it just, you know, rolled off the back of his head. Then later on in the same game, he comes around again uh, on, on another pull. He hits the linebacker, hits him so hard, the linebacker falls over like a, a rear somersault, right? He comes to his feet. He got hit so hard. He, The guy went down, rolled over on his back, came to a stand, and Allen hit him again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one more for good one measure. One guy, yeah, a, one guy got trucked twice
0: guy, yeah. in the same play by the same guy. I mean, show me another time that it happens. That's that unbelievable. I don't think you could get away with that today either.
2: Oh, no yeah. chance, right? They yeah. throw a flag, three Probably. flags. It'd on be you like now. excessive blocking. Yeah, excessive I guess blocking. You <laughs> call it. Like in the blind side,
0: excessive <laughs> blocking. <laughs> Abuse of a corpse. <laughs> because I'm he's what, already dead. down yeah oh that was that was absolutely magnificent then of course you got the great bill Cower out there too uh i know he he looked like he was enjoying himself that had yes. to be you know when you when you take a seat amongst the greats it must be really a cool thing to be acknowledged in that that way you know i i know that i'm like in the in the hall of fame up in buffalo at one of the chicken wing uh, eating joints <laughs> up there yeah i think i'm up on the wall there somewhere you know Fat guy at large.
1: And that still was probably a great honor. Oh, it was a great still honor. Loved it. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, got me, it got me some free wings. That's better. That's better than a jacket, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you're in the Caliente Hall of Honor too, right? Well, you know. <laughs> TBD.
2: <laughs> that, that's
1: coming. That's coming. Oh, Not yet. I love that TBD. Take some more burgers down and you'll get there.
0: Oh, absolutely. No question about it. Well, we're going to, we got the game. Just to talk about this game was a, a joy just because. We got some football.
1: Finally, finally, right? F- we got a crowd. First time since January 10th, I believe, that we've had a crowd, a game, anything to talk about among those it's, lines. It's been two weeks of just talking about camp and practices. It feels good right. to actually got something to sink
2: it our did. teeth into. It did. Yes.
0: I mean, you know, just that and the crowd alone. It was joyful to be there. Yes. You know, I mean, looking at this game unfold in front of us. One of the things that uh, right away was uh, just. I I was I love the um, the 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 pass rush that was happening last night. Oh, yeah. Everybody was rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. I mean, from Alex Smith on, uh, Highsmith on uh, to uh, you know Abdullah Anderson. You got
1: Quincy Rochega. Oh, his Quincy, yeah.
0: How about how about Carlos Davis right. was hitting the snot out of people. But you know, there's a guy that kept showing up. One of these guys that um, I call they call him the frame guys. Guys that keep showing up in the eye in the sky that don't lie you know they keep showing and they're around the pile around mm-hmm. making plays jameer jones this kid jameer
1: jones in training camp was the guy who got pressure on the quarterback who threw the interception that james pierre took back 103 yards Look J at this percent. kid over here. Now, th- Look at this professional over I'm here. Just I mean, I'm just telling you, I'm not I'm with surprised. You. I'm with you, Wolf, because no, I, 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 I'm, I'm just
0: as equally impressed by Jameer Jones. Well, thank you, but I just like the fact that you could pull recall like that. When you know the crush synapses in my head. It was a, it was a big <laughs> moment, you know. It was a
1: big moment for James Pierre, but another equally impressive moment for him to get the pressure
0: on it. You know, if I had to go a training camp phenom right now, that's the guy that I would be the leaning towards. Jameer Jones is Jameer the Jones house. just keeps he just keeps showing up, and he he's around the ball. There's uh, you know guys making plays uh, out there, and he's one of them. You know, and and that's the whole thing. That's all you can ask for out of a kid coming into the preseason you know you got to keep showing up you got to be able to make some plays
2: no question and the Steelers are hurting for depth in a lot of positions on the defensive side of the ball so if anybody wants to step up and kind of you know throw their hat in the ring that you didn't expect when this offseason started that's it's more than okay with the coaching <laughs> staff Trust no me. doubt about they it could use as much help as they could possibly get because the ugly truth is, during a football season, one of your players is going to get hurt for a couple of games. Oh, and you absolutely! You need guys to step up if you're going to stay in this playoff
0: race this year. Absolutely. When do we? Uh, we can hit the break right oh, now. You got to okay. hit the break <laughs> now. All right. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I I...
1: Know we were just going and going and going. Oh, no, I know. Can... I didn't.
0: I, I was just wondering if if we were on a time schedule. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, let's, okay. Let's hit it. All right. Let's take a break now. We'll be back with more of The <laughs> Wild Bunch in the locker room <laughs> with Tunch and Wolf. <laughs> In the locker room with Tunch and Wolf we'll and the Wild Bunch, which would be Shirtless Tom and Jacob of Israel, as Tunch always used to call Jacob over there.
1: I like that. That's going to uh,
2: stick now. It's, it is. I didn't is. know that, that Tunch had dubbed him Jacob
1: of
0: Israel. Oh, yeah.
2: I'm a
1: football prophet. You didn't know that?
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. And then we want to thank you for joining us here on a, a Saturday morning. I don't know it was like Saturday, Sunday, what? Okay. Training Trying to get my days, days, days. all blurred together. Well, they do. It's like Groundhog Day. You know what I mean? When we used to be up at St. Vincent, Back in the day when I was a player, you know, it was kind of like training camp was all about you take a normal, healthy, walking, talking dude, and seven weeks later, you'd be like a sniveling, crawling, beat up, and hygienically challenged (laughs) individual, (laughs) and that you would leave camp, you know? I mean, personal hygiene goes right out the window. You're wearing the same shorts for like a month when
2: you're living in those dorms. Oh
0: yeah, that was horrible. You check in at Bonaventure Hall on a horsehair stuffed mattress with no air conditioning in your uh. room, and you've got um, and you, you you got the food that's being burned by the nuns. Unfortunately, they were great ladies, great servants of God. Terrible cooks. But oh yeah, they just uh, <laughs> culinary skills were uh, a little bit challenged, shall we say? As a matter of fact, I remember Subway came to Trobe in like the early '80s. And we were like, let's go, Subway, out the door. It (laughs) seemed like like gourmet. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it was was seafood and crab was the big money maker back then.
2: The nuns are from Subway.
0: <laughs> Subway.
1: <laughs> Seafood and crab at the Subway.
0: Yeah, that it sounds
2: was, a little too much for me. It right sounds
0: now. a little it's more sketchy made for but like
1: a Subway of right now. I don't, I don't know any Subway that's serving that kind of
0: food. Well, that's back in the day, man. That was it was probably fake Some crab or something. It was a classier <laughs> joint apparently back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it worked. Let me tell you something, <laughs> man. <bet> it, worked. <laughs> it worked. All right, so the Steelers win in their first preseason game, sixteen-three against the Dallas Cryboys. I'm sorry, Cowboys. That, that's just. Old bitterness. It's a reflex. Yeah, yeah it just kind of happens.
1: The cow punks, as uh, Billy <laughs> likes to call right? Cow, cow punks. Pokes. Cow pokes? Yeah, he's the
0: pokes. I, I, only Jacob would have that that uh, sardonic cow punks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> are punks.
0: Oh, there you go. All right. So, what's your takeaways, man? Give me one takeaway each.
2: My takeaway had to be Alex Highsmith. You know, I think in the off season. We obviously knew the Steelers had to replace Bud Dupree. Such a big hole that he left when he left the team in free agency. And Alex Ismith was the next man up. Had a little run replacing him at the end of last year and did a a good job. Had a sack. Played okay. You didn't notice him in the playoff game against Cleveland. That's good for a rookie. So you thought it was going to be his job. I didn't like how it was going to just be handed to him. So I did like how Melvin Ingram came into the fold. Kind of made it, you know, a little bit of a competition. In my mind, you know, just the big name of Melvin Ingram. I was like, hey, maybe he'll be the starter. Not anymore, man. I've heard all the stuff about him at camp practices, looking like the man, and just seeing him in the Hall of Fame game. Alex Highsmith looks like the man to start opposite of TJ Watt, and that sack on the goal line, that spin move, Woo. man, did uh, he kick that tackle's butt? That's Six what we've been hearing about. That was
0: Nseke, uh the 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 big left tackle. He, he spun. You know man. what we used to call it? His sp- he could spin in a three quart bucket. <laughs> I mean, it was it was such a tight spin. You he know, he... Le-
2: he left him in the dust. His head looked like The Exorcist, yeah. spinning his neck around, looking <laughs> at him as he went by him. And situationally, such a big sack. You know, right after the Mason Rudolph and Chase Claypool fumble, Dallas is moving down the field. Get that big sack. You switch the momentum. You hold him to a field goal instead of a touchdown. It's a big time play from Highsmith. He's, I think he's
0: it really be a was. big time player. I think you're right on. You know, this kid is not disappointed from. Day one, he's been dominating no. in, in, in practice, and he
1: had big shoes to fill with Bud Dupree right. going down. It, and no and, question. And the job he did last year, I think, was just fine. And now, in his second year, we were t- we talk about this on our show all the time. He didn't have a training camp, he didn't have a preseason in his rookie year. You're not going to come out at the gates of your rookie year if you do have none of that experience Good in the point. regular yeah. season, I mean- and then you're thrown into the fire when you're not expected to be when Bud Dupree goes down. But now he gets a camp, he gets a preseason, and look what he's done in that short amount of time.
0: Excellent points. You know, here's the thing, fellas. You got Melvin Ingram coming along, and I believe it truly it's a, you need three of these guys. Oh, no question. You know, you yeah. need some relief, you know, take yourself out of the game. And you can't have a big disparity in talent where you drop way off, you know, when one of the two starters would come out. Now, the thing that I loved about Alex Highsmith was, he obviously had a great off-season of lifting weights. I mean, you see Looks this bigger, guy. Yeah. Man, oh, man. I mean, just, uh, he came to the walk that we had that Tunch and I have for the Light of Life rescue mission. And to his credit, I mean, what a fine young man. First of all, been involved with himself in some, some great community service like that. But he showed up, and I was like, doggone, man. You look like you've been bench pressing cars and squatting buildings, man. You know, I mean, he he, yeah. he really he got thicker, which is what you need to if right. you're gonna bear wrestle 350 pounders at the tackle spot. You know, you've got to be able to have some oomph to you. So he spent some good time, good uh, afternoons uh, squatting up and down with manhole covers on the bar, and you know, eating beefcake and and taking uh, you know uh, good good long naps to you know build up. He, he looked good. Two yeah, tackles for good. loss as yeah.
2: well with the sack and another quarterback hit. So I mean. He was all over the field whenever he was playing. I no was...
0: question. Well, you watch him in practice. He dominates against the tight ends. I mean, it's very hard for any tight end. to. T- First of all, they can't take him off the ball. Second of all, for the most part, they can't hook him even. And um,
2: He's given Pat Fryermuth his welcome to the NFL in Oh, yeah, practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: As a matter of fact, my takeaway um, that I'm going to jump to is uh, I think Kevin Rader may well be our best blocking tight end right now. He had some outstanding blocks. And you need
1: one, right? Because.
0: Absolutely. If you saw the Kalen Belage uh Kalen balage, Is it balage or balage? I think, balage? It's, I think balage. it's balage. Balage, yeah. so we got El a little with it. France. We got There's a little flair to it. A little yeah. flair to it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Balage. <laughs> balage. So, the balage blew up the Dallas defense on that nice 4-yard run. If you look at it, Kevin Rader absolutely eye-hopped the guy. I mean, he uh, he just hit him with. I'm, we're talking buckwheat with crepes rolled up and everything else <laughs> at IHOP because I'm telling you that was a sweet, sweet, nice uh, slamming a guy on his back and and the Balage ran right over the backside of these guys and it was just terrific. That was a great job.
2: Had a nice 15 yard catch too. Yes, he did out in the passing game as well. But you're right; he looks good as far as blocking is concerned. But it is concerning that. Little Frymuth's not getting where they thought he would be as far as that is the case. He's still young and a rookie, so he can't. Oh yeah,
0: I mean this kid. And it's only one Muth week in the camp. Oh yeah, but here uh, he hurt his shoulder, right. uh, that's that's a little disheartening because you wanted him to get his first NFL action in, um, but you see, he, you see the capabilities and and what he can do. Uh, I thought he'd be a little more. A little stronger in the blocking right now, but he's he's a rookie. He's coming along. Maybe he doesn't have to be if Raider's going to step right. up in that.
2: Well, in that yeah, category.
0: but you want you want some. You know, everybody. I <laughs> will tell you, another guy that stepped up was Zach Gentry. Mm. Hey, Zach Gentry did a good job of taking some people off the ball. Look, I'm not saying he was it was it was dominating all the time, but he did some good work pass protecting. Yeah. He did some good work and in, in the run blocking. And I I look at that, I say. That's a plus if you got your threes and fours right there. Those two guys battling out, um, you know, with with Abr- Abram and uh, Fryermuth out right now, uh, that's pretty good stuff. No, definitely making the Steelers think a little bit, right? I mean, you got a six eight guy, you know. I mean, <laughs> might as well what? use him
2: if he's if he's capable of being used.
0: Well, that's the other thing. I mean, you take a look at Zach and you get down the red zone. The only real estate that that expands down there is up in the air. Yeah, you know, because otherwise you got tighter windows. Well, you put a 6'8 guy there with a 6'2 or six foot or 5'11 corner or whoever at safety gets on him, um, that's pretty good stuff. That's a pretty good matchup. Do you
2: think in your mind that both of those guys, Gentry and Raider, could make, make the, the team, team, or do you think it's three tight ends really max is what they'd carry into the season?
0: I got a feeling I would
2: think they can go Four. Especially I mean, if they're both Raider and Gentry blocking well, because oh, absolutely. that's the thing they need the most. Is, they need is help on the yes. line and help
0: blocking. Absolutely. Now I don't know how it would work between you know the practice squad. And, you know this It's and that. true. They might be able to stash. One uh, the they practice, can do but that. But you just I, have to worry about another team yeah, signing. Him. Zach, both Zach Gentry and Kevin Raider, uh, they made my. They're on the on my radar.
1: <laughs> Raiders <laughs> on the radar. Yeah,
0: exactly. But you know I'm I'm glad for him. Kid works hard. You know, hometown kid. You love the fact that he's out there. You
1: go Pine Richland, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh and I think there's a Dunkin' Donuts out there, buddy. but anyhow, regardless. <laughs> there's a Duncan everywhere. <laughs> True. Good point by you. There's always a Duncan somewhere. <laughs> um, but you know, with, with uh uh Zach Gentry, he's got that wingspan, that catch radius as they talk about. But with Kevin Rader, um that, that I can't tell you how you gotta go back and watch that that touchdown. Because you see Balage and he's churning those ham hocks and everything. But Raider makes the play because he, he, he crushes, like I said, he just crushes that guy that he's on and puts him down in what I call the face look position. You know, you're on top of a guy, and you just buried him. I remember seeing dogs, this, this one dog one time pinned another dog down. It was like looking at him, you know, just like face-to-face is like, <laughs> the dog on the bottom licked the face of the dog on the top like let me up please <laughs> i tap yeah okay yeah i tap exactly it's a tap up. so regardless that would be my first take just right now would be i i really love the work that kevin Rader and zach gentry put out last night they did uh i'm sorry like uh, two nights ago two nights ago I, two you nights know, we got back so, oh yeah we got two two back so late i was like
2: we were still technically working yesterday just early right. in the morning yes, yesterday,
0: exactly. after the game was over, so it counts as yesterday. <laughs> ca- well, okay, counts, yeah. that works. What about you, Jacob?
1: I'll go with the, I'll say with the offensive line as a whole, but more specifically, Dan Moore Jr. really impressed me. I mean, this is the guy that was taken in the fourth round, the second guy on the offensive line that the Steelers tried to add to their. What people are saying is, I think a little too critical a struggling offensive line. I don't think any of the three of us. Imagining the offensive line to be that struggling. I think the
2: only one I'd expect to start that actually played in the game was Kendrick Green. Other than that, you know, how can you really judge what that offensive line looked like? They played well, but, but I think Dan Moore, as the
1: rookie, as as the four A pick, I think really. Oh yeah. Did, I think did a solid job of kind of solidifying his spot on this team.
0: You know, I, I would agree in the sense that he 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 showed me some stuff. You know, he, I
1: mean, he extended plays. He didn't allow a sack. He got up and got the, out
0: of the screen. Right? Got a key block to right be able on, to...
1: on the Deontay screen. I mean that that formed because he was also running side by side along with Deontay. It was I think a 15 yard catch that he had the set play up of in athleticism. The, then, yeah, yeah, was able to set up the screen and then was able to kind of extend the play alongside Deontay. I mean really impressive
0: yeah I, I would say so one thing you know we were talking about it he's got a couple things he's got to work on just from what i've heard him talk about okay you know, talking about uh punching versus laying his hands on punching confidently you know he's such a big frame guy he's got long arms he's got to use them and he's gonna learn this is this is all for young people this is a great learning process for them i mean thank goodness he got preseason games this year Like. You know which they didn't have last year, right? Because this is a time for guys like the rookies. This is the, the the time for the second year guys and some third year guys, where their growth process is occurs during these games. This is the this is part and parcel of being able to grow. I mean, I think about my rookie year, and uh, it was the fourth game, and it was down to me and you know some other guys. And, you know, you need that time. You need that time to grow from the first game to the second to the third to the fourth because that's the only real, you know, bullets flying live action that you're going to see.
1: Which Ed, okay. Ed, I was going to say, too, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but overall the guys, even though they're not necessarily the, the guys we'll see week one of the, of the regular season, this team didn't allow a sack. The only sack that was registered that was – Recorded was the fumble that Mason had on that handoff. Right so to chase. So no one, no one really had a had a bad day when it came to protecting the quarterback. You saw as as you pointed out, Wolf, on that screen play to Deontay, the Kalen Balaj touchdown. It was a force. They just drove the pile, and and I think he was it was like a four yard run. But there was never a time where Balaj had to make a move. He just ran behind the guys. I mean, overall, I thought it was a good day for this line.
2: No question about it. No question. Great day for the offensive line. Pass blocking was really well. Run blocking impressed you guys too or
0: There there are parts and parcels little, of it. There, yeah. There's there's there, obviously there's work to be done. Of course. You know, and Run running blocking, game yeah. uh, running game always takes some time. You know, and right now you have different guys you started off with BJ Finney at left guard, you had Rashad Coward on at right guard, you know, and right tackle you had uh was it Leglu I think it was? Yeah, okay. And then, of course, Kendrick and uh, Dan Moore. And and these are obviously five guys that, uh, you know, when we come back, we're going to expand a little bit more on that offensive line. But these are guys that, you know, they put in a good night of work, and so did some of the backups too. All right, we'll be back with more. It's the Wild Bunch with Tunch and Wolf (laughs) in the locker room. We'll be back after this. Back in the locker room with the Wild Bunch, Dungeon Wolf. Here we go, rolling on. Hope you guys, uh, you know, take no offense to the Wild
2: Bunch. I think we're gonna use it. I think it's honestly. a great name. I think it works for you I guys. Think it's a Steelers great standard, name. The Wild Bunch. I look yeah, at, I you know,
0: here's the thing, man. Though on Saturday morning, you know, the classic is to go bald cuz you guys both have unruly hair here this morning. <laughs> should, we shave?
2: should we shave our heads? <laughs> no, you, you, grow
1: it grow it back by next Saturday, <laughs> shave it off again the next Saturday.
0: I got nothing, man. Well, we're bald maybe, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love I love the to, you're looking over Tommy here and his hair's like up like uh, out of control probably. Yeah, maybe. exactly. No doubt about it. Chris, Jacob's always got the mop going, man. But that's See, that's just jealousy from an old guy who's got no hair anymore. <laughs> You know, I got more hair where I never used to have hair and then hair where (laughs) no hair where it used to be.
1: I heard the hair thing goes that you would you adopt, you know, whatever gene it is from your mom's side of the family. Really? That's how it goes. And so it's not good news for me because both her brother and my grandfather. Ooh. By 26, which is how Whoa. old I am.
2: Oh no, it's coming for Jacob. Ooh. I mean, is it gonna? Is
1: it, I'm 26 now, and they are yeah. both At, is turn they gonna around? just hit me. Uh, turn around, oh, yeah, real you, you
2: some, know what? You see some patches uh, back. I, there? See, I think, <laughs> Wolf, you see that? I think I see a little start, something in the back.
1: Is it there. gonna hit me all in like a span of two weeks, and then I'm going to have don't nothing? Know. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think I see some skin back there. You guys are making me sweat in here.
0: It's all right. I got the big dome here. <laughs> you know, there's, there's more light bouncing off of this this chrome head of mine, man. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it all, Jacob. I'll make you look good, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's a point in time, man, you're going to wake up and go, what happened? <laughs> wow. That's, that's Whether you have hair of. or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Some, there's at some point... When, remember when on, on Happy Days Fonzie jumped the shark, right? No, come on. I mean, we're, we're 25 years
2: old. We don't. You don't Happy remember Days. that. You don't remember. You don't remember Happy Days.
0: I do oh know Fonzie. Jumped I know the, the fonts. Oh, the Fonz. Yeah. yeah, he he jumped the shark. Well, for all of us, there is a shark There's jumping a jump- day. Sharking moment. Yeah, there is that moment <laughs> that happens. All right, so moving back to the game last night, One of the things that we talk about the offensive line and the offensive line. Here's the thing, fellas. They, the word being bandied about that has really set the – has been the mantra for the early uh, in training camp has been demeanor. It's about demeanor. But when you hear Adrian Clem talk about it and understand, you got to know where Adrian Clem comes from. He's co- He comes from a physical – a lineage of physical lines wherever he's been, both as a player because I remember he was a headbanger back in the day when he played for the Patriots. He also got – was coached under the great Dante Scarnecchia, who was uh, a great – Line coach for the Patriots and and elsewhere, um, Adrian Clem has produced powerful, physical, um, fist first type of uh, play wherever he's been. And you talk to the guys like Kelvin Beacham. Remember Beach? Yeah. Okay, Kelvin can't say enough good things about Adrian Clem and what he's meant to his career, the setting, the foundation. Because he had him, he coached him at, at Schmoo, you know, uh, SMU, Shmoo. yeah, whatever this Schmoo. Is yeah, schmoo or something like that, University. But the fact is, Beach can't say enough good about Adrian Clemon. One of the things I would truly believe that is going to be a hallmark of this offensive line for, uh, for this year's is you, you got basically two ways to, to move uh, the defense, okay? People movers, all right, or the running back moves them. You know, if we go back to Lev Bell, and I've talked about this, Lev had that peekaboo way of, yep. you know, Stop, non-rhythmic. Yep. Ry- yeah, he would make that defensive line move. And the offensive line, rather than being forward and, and taking people back, they were more upright and they engaged. And they just wound up almost set basketball picks for that, for Lev. Because yeah. Lev would set them up. He would make everybody move. You know what I mean? Um, I think they're going to have to they, – they are going back to – moving people I mean that's the attitude that's what Adrian Clem is all about and Adrian Clem like I said the guy uh is is going to coach him in the way that he played and he was a physical player so I see this more as you're cultivating a new type of attitude in the room
2: well when they drafted Kendrick Green that was one of the main things that they said about him is that this guy's got a little bit of nastiness to him he plays with that edge he plays with that little bit of anger to his game so That's a solid pick as far as if that's the way that they're going to move to. But that's I think that's how you have to go, because I think Najee Harris is going to be a great running back in the NFL, but he's not going to be like Le'Veon Bell as far as the stopping and the starting and is what you said is setting the defense up in his own right. He needs the holes to be created from the guys up front moving bodies down the field and like you said, being the. The movers, the body movers, the people right. movers. You got to move them. Because I think Najee's more of a he picks that hole and he's going downhill running. I don't
1: think there's going to be twinkle toes in the backfield like Le'Veon Bell did. So, But I do think he has an explosiveness that despite an offensive line not creating holes, he can no, no create question. a hole and, and just power through it regardless. No question, but I think the... The
2: goal for the offensive line is like Wolf is saying, to just is give to, him an opportunity to be those yeah. people movers now and
0: move them. I, I will say this: if be you a saw him, line, yeah. yeah, if you watch his yards after contact the other night, yeah, I mean. Unfortunately, with you know a lot of guys being out, offensive line wise, you have an issue at times where you know it's like a jailbreak up front. You know, <laughs> you know the you know the defensive linemen are, are, are uh, you know running into the backfield, and you got to make three guys miss to be able to get to the line of scrimmage. And he
2: did that a
1: couple of times. He did right, that yeah. a couple
0: of times, and has been you know, uh, he's shown me a determination finishing off runs. You know, and I, I liked what Mike Tomlin said. If I can just quote him here, he said, we weren't, and he's referring to Najee, he says, we weren't looking for the spectacular. We want to make routine plays routinely, and we wanted to make the pile fall forward. You know, I love Tomlin in a way he's very descriptive in his adjectives and the way he, you know, has the metaphors flying about and all that sort of stuff. But it does tell you exactly what he's thinking, you know. And it's uh, one of the things you got to know is there's a lot of pressure on Najee, and you just want to make the routine plays routinely.
2: Well, that last part that Tomlin said, I mean, how many times did you see in that first quarter the piles two, three yards forward after right. he was hit initially, linemen jumping on and pushing it forward, but he just didn't want to go down. He's going to be a hard person for defenders to take down, especially if he gets into the second level where those guys are a little smaller in the <laughs> secondary. They're going to bounce off of him a few, a,
1: a good bit during the regular season.
0: I have no doubts about it. What say you, Jacob of Israel?
1: Of the play of Najee Harris? Yeah, I've, I've never been more excited for a rookie to come in, I think, since the day I started following the team when I was about seven years old, eight years old. I mean, I don't know the kind of hype that has surrounded one individual player being a rookie that Najee has received – in the in the past twenty five years, unless you can name someone in the first round or even the second round, maybe Troy Polamalu, Ben and Troy, I mean Ben and yeah, Troy, but. yeah. But still, I mean, it's different when you're a quarterback. I mean, I think there are expectations there, of course, but the the pressure too on Najee Harris to to fix this running game is, it's a big obstacle to overcome. I mean, there is no there's no shying away from it. How how much the Steelers have gotten away from the running game in these, in these last two years. So I think it's a big responsibility. However, I do think even though it's not going to be the style of Lev Bell, which I guess could have been better for this offensive line when you consider their inability maybe to create holes that Najee Harris, as you said, Wolf, to be the people movers, Le'Veon would have maybe done a better job just because he, he could wait for something to create. Meanwhile, is just going to run once he gets the ball. I do think, despite the offensive line, it, it if, if it does struggle to people move, I do think Najee is still capable of having a, a really good rookie campaign. I, I, I do think that a lot of people are super critical of this line, but I think it doesn't have any effect on how well Najee Harris can play this year.
0: Well, one of the things I know for sure, this kid's a competitor. You know, mm-hmm. I mean... My, um, again, Tomlin talks about his competitive quote unquote demeanor because demeanor's flying demeanor's around. Demeanor's the word. It's the word.
1: That. The the word. The word yeah. that Wolf threw around maybe every other play on Thursday night. Did I really? Every other. It's every just other the theme play. of Steelers training. It, camp. it is the theme. It, of it. No, it's an it absolutely is. appropriate well, word. Well, you, you have
0: to not overuse it, though, and go
1: demeanor, demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of called yourself out at one point saying was, I, I think I'm saying it too many times yeah. and then you said it like two minutes later. <laughs> I <I'd>
0: probably <laughs> you know that's that's you know that's just a combination of uh, great Syracuse education and being too t- concussed too much. You know I mean that's, <laughs> it's that's a the good way mix. it goes. Yeah, but you know the fact is you know you guys make some great points and one of the things that I love about Najee is his willingness uh, to pick up the blitz. You know, his willingness. that's a big thing with rookie right. backs. Oh, yes. Yeah, you just don't, don't know, know the how the they're going to pass. Yeah. Yes, it's hard because, you know, you've got to know the calls up front. you got to be able to see who's in the box, know who's accounted for, who's not, and where you have to go. Sometimes you have to go all the way across to the other side to be able to pick a guy up. And that could be complicated. That could be. One of those moments where uh, you turn somebody loose and somebody gets killed. I mean, you you have to be careful,
2: especially the guys of his skill set in college. You're not pass blocking because you're the best player on the team. Right. They need you to go out, run a route, and catch the ball.
0: Especially when you can leap over people like you did. <laughs> oh
1: my God! I see that Notre Dame highlight. Isn't all that the time. unbelievable? No, it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Is that 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 whole pocket was collapsed? He was able to break outside, and then you see his explosiveness as a runner, hurdling that guy. I think doesn't matter what happens up front he, he's such a play creator that regardless of what happens he's able to make something happen
2: how do you jump over a guy and then just keep running keep like running as if stride for stride as like, if you never like, even made like the you're jump. walking down right. the sidewalk
0: i tried it once <laughs> uh it didn't clear him fell on your face <laughs> well no i got it, saw it on half of <laughs> it flipped over and everything. You yeah.
2: slammed you into the yeah, ground. It was, yeah. yeah it was it
0: didn't work you know <laughs> it was a power bomb i was I... I wasn't. I wasn't carrying the ball. I was trying to block a punt and go over a you know guy in front of me, and it was. He nice. wasn't having it. it he had no, other it ideas. was. We, we, our vertical didn't allow us to get much clearance. <laughs> oh my heavens, yes. But you know the thing about it is, and um, what I like about what I saw with him. Was uh, uh, again the ability to finish off runs well, and I, I it goes back to Mike Tomlin talking about don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't think you have to carry the whole offense. What you n- need to do is make the routine plays routinely. That means when you're you know you have a run, you get your three to seven yards, you know, or you've got a pass play, you you, you know you you catch that that four yard, five yard dump, check down, what have you. And, and you, maybe you turn that into a first down, into a field flipper. Things you know where you, can, he can he can routinely make plays that uh, I think will be big. But it's not about in your mind thinking I got to go yard every time. You right. Know, but I, I mean
1: on that on that first drive that the Sealers had, it was a second short scenario. And you typically you last year you would see the Sealers kind of do like a dink and dunk pass because it's only a couple yards. This is the one of the few times. Last year that you didn't see it, but they handed the ball off to Najee. What did he do? He got the first down. That's what you. Yeah. That's what you need out of a running back. That's when true. You only have three yards to go, and it's second down. You want to continue that drive. You don't want to risk going to a third down on, on on the first possession, going three and out. And that's something he can do that we didn't see last year.
0: You know who else looked pretty good doing that was Kalen Balaj. On that touchdown, you know? run. I mean, but even the offensive he had a couple runs. On that oh, run they too. did, they did. But I, you know, watching this kid all through training camp, whether it's the backs on backers, you know, um, the guy's got some. He's he's a stud. You know, he's he's thick. He's got the hammies, the the, the ham hocks, and the the keister and everything else. You know, he's. I look for this kid. This kid could he could stick around. He could be the number two guy.
1: We were talking about the tight ends earlier of the four guys who could you keep. I mean running backs the there. Backup there, running back. there are five battle. guys on that roster and and that position you can't keep five running back unless you think you could wolf is that a possibility all five guys make the team it's an interesting position battle it is for that number two. it's going to be
0: interesting and it was even more interesting the fact that benny snell was not there nor there, he was yeah. in the mix yeah. so yeah. all right we got more coming up after the break you in the locker room with tunch and wolf and the wild bunch right here back with more All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Tunch and Wolf in the Wild Bunch in the locker room on a Saturday morning, kind of dissecting what went on in uh, Canton the other night. And um, I'm still a little bit – I think I'm still, like, a little dysfunctional. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you get up to that age, 63, you know, you get get to sleep around (laughs) 3.30, 4 in the morning. (laughs) You know, I mean, your bounce back isn't as good as it was when, you know, you're – because you high-tailed it out of there, 43. right? right after we tried, the yeah. You were on yeah. the road. We Dang, were on the right road, away. man. Absolutely. It's a late night, Wolf. It's a well, late night drive. Well, you know what drive. I mean? Like I said, when you're 63, <laughs> all right, then 53, you bounce back a little better, 43, 30, you know, that sort of thing. By the time you get up in your 60s, you're like going, eh, my bounce back ain't, the bounce back it's ain't more bouncing of a, back. No, yeah. it's a splat. <laughs> it's more of a splat than anything else than a bounce back. So, all right, let's go back to the first drive after um, – uh, we had Chase Claypool, we had Mason uh, Rudolph have a little uh, discombobulation at the handoff right. point there. That was just unfortunate, a little, one of those jet uh, jet motion handoffs. That's so, preseason. Yeah, That's it is. It's, it's preseason. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's preseason.
1: Get it out of your system now.
0: No question about it. So now they, they drive down to the five-yard line. So you got first and goal on the Steelers' five-yard line. Now, I love this because Miles Killebrew, who the guys call Harmon's son, because, you know, the great Harmon Killebrew was a – was a ginormous baseball player back in the day. Oh, yeah. And of course, uh, I, I don't think uh, Miles has any relationship to uh, Herman, but you know that's what the guy's called. I don't call think him. so. Yeah, I mean it's just a nickname. But uh, so you got Miles Kilroo and Trey Norwood. They combined on what was a, if you saw it, it was a hypersonic bookend collision. All right. Uh, to stuff the Cowboys running back Rico Dowdle. Uh, both men, this is what I love. They just shot the gaps on their side, and Norwood picked his way through some traffic coming up in the A-gap. But Miles, it was a great timing coming off the edge, and they just splatted Dowdle. That was a great stop that was on the first down. And
2: that was the first you know momentum-changing thing that the Steelers' defense did in the game. Yes. Because the Cowboys picked up almost that midfield yep. on that fumble. So they had some some field to make up. To they get had to the some goal juice. Yeah. They were rolling. And, and they had the momentum until that play when Norwood and Killebrew combined to go splat on the Cowboys running back. And then all of a sudden, you know, we know what happened the next couple of plays, but the Steelers really stiffened up at the goal line.
0: Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, uh, the second play you saw, Alex Highsmith, which you started the show with. Yeah, the spin all move, right.
2: The spin cycle.
0: That was. <laughs> spin cycle that was beautiful he beat that was like you want to talk about dwight freeney all right that was of course a syracuse man
1: of course. Okay, so I, mean, I had to throw
0: that in there. Well, I, yes. No, of Sarah course, Keith yeah, man. A great Sarah yes. Yeah. Difference <laughs> between me and him. He's got a degree, and he's a great No, no. Sarah no I was that. <laughs> but the point is Dwight Freeney made a. Gr- I'm sorry. Uh, Alex Highsmith. I got all excited about Dwight Freeney. Uh, Alex Highsmith made a very Dwight Freeney-ish move. That spin was so sweet, and it was so tight. And what you love about it is he gra- he gained ground when he came out of the spin. If you watch him, guys, he'll gain ground, meaning he doesn't just spin in one place. He can actually gain ground as he moves forward, and that's what the, the, that spin allowed him to do because he came off and sacked the quarterback. So now you got second and goal, uh, third and goal, because first down, you stuffed the run. Second and second goal, you stuff the pass. And they're 11 yards out now because of that seven-yard loss. Absolutely. My sack. You know, I I totally forgot about that. That's what happens with a sack. <laughs>
2: yeah. They're much further back now. Yeah. Well,
0: I I flunked math twice, so you know, you know, time. You got to give me a break with the with the with the yards because <laughs> I, I, I yeah I tend Jacob. You know, I tend to uh, kind of screw up details like that. You know. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay well, though. You had a sack, but uh, you didn't lose any yards. Well, it doesn't usually happen. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then the third play in a row, Trey Norwood broke up the pass at the goal line. I thought that was really outstanding you know because
1: stand right in front of the ball
0: he did and you know they broke down uh the the uh quarterback rolled out and he plastered you know you plaster coverage you know at the end if you got zone or whatever you're gonna plaster coverage you get out and jump on a guy as he's running through your zone and stick with him and uh it was just a great play by norwood to come along and, and get his hand in in the way and uh you know to me it said something about these young people. You know, the the killerbrew, the, the Trey Norwood make two big plays there. Alex Highsmith, again, coming through with a big sack when you need something big to happen. So I thought that was an important three-play defensive series. Once that they got kind of, in that goal position. Yes, yes.
1: Especially when you consider the play that got them there it was Robert Spillane who was kind of playing catch-up. It was like a 12-yard slant route. To Dowdle, the running back, right. yeah. Spillane right. caught Dowdle in coverage and got beat. He, he eventually got him down, which is good that he was able to keep up with the speed, but a little concerning that the coverage know. wasn't there. Right. But if
0: you think about it, here they are. They're in man. If you go back and watch it, they're in man, and you, you, you're, you're playing a stacked position. So they had a two-by-one, I think. They had two receivers to the right. And someone on the other side, so you've got uh, Spillane, who was over Dowdle, and they've got two guys there, and they ran a little rub route, and that's where Robert got himself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, we we would call it a pick. But it, you not know, to call you're not a, yeah. Then it would be illegal, illegal. See, we're not doing so anything illegal. It was here, only sir. a rub. It was only a rub route. See, but Spillane, <laughs> you know, ended up in trail on him, and and uh, it's it's tough. That's a tough.
2: But it's something you want him to have happen to him in the preseason. Sure. So now he's not going to get caught in a rub route in the regular season when the game counts.
0: Yeah, exactly. Keep, so. the the keep,
2: oh, keep the head on the swivel and keep an eye out for those.
0: Oh, keep the head on the swivel. in that one the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, but you know. um. You think about that whole defensive series. That yeah. was that was a great job of them reloading and being able to come up and get the job done. And I thought uh, again, Alex Highsmith again doing the the big deal that he needed to do, uh, as far as um, you know, setting the tone and getting a sack, getting negative yards out of them guys um let's go let's talk a little bit about the quarterbacks who do you guys think was most impressive oh boy now this is the
2: hot button issue in town ever since the right. game, isn't it all right. about the backup quarterback battle oh I yeah thought they were both fine all, I mean, uh, i'll mean, i say three. all three of them all yeah three, know, know, were fine
1: Dobbs was the one who got the touchdown pass at the end of the day so i don't know i mean he's... one
2: thing i really liked was mason rudolph's ability to bounce back from a the, bad the start fumble. the fumble right. you know right you'd have your head down sometimes but He's three, four years now in the league. He's a true pro now. Comes back out. He's six for nine, six for eight, whatever he was. Throws for 80 yards. Puts that behind him like a good quarterback should. Has a short memory. I know he didn't lead a scoring drive, but he was very efficient. And even one of those incompletions should have been caught by Chase Claypool. So I I thought all of his passes were good. I I thought Rudolph played played enough to not make me
1: doubt him being the backup Uh, this year. Absolutely. Not only did... Mason come back in a positive way, but after that drop catch by Claypool, Claypool right, redeemed himself point. off of the pass thrown by Mason Rudolph that 45 yard bomb, the twor- biggest play of the game. The How about the that, game. yeah, I mean a diving, a, a great ball placement by by Rudolph, a great catching effort by Claypool. I think that the wind there. knocked out of him too. Yeah, he, I think he was he down on the a, ball little, a little, awkwardly. He, yeah, he did come down a little awkwardly. We were all a little concerned, saying what happened there, but it was pretty clear. It was just a little wind. But I mean, both of them to come back from that. I mean, a, yeah, that's something you didn't really see a lot of last year. The deep ball, right? We we saw a lot of short passes and medium passes. So it was good to see someone even like Mason Rudolph, a backup, to make a play like that.
0: Unquestionably so. And it was, you know, if it was a, you know, here's the thing about it: there was only three penalties thrown against the Steelers, which is a pretty clean game. But I have yep. a feeling I'm a little suspicious because <laughs> I saw certain things like Chase Claypool, that was a little extension of the arm that I got a feeling in, in regular season as he created the separation to go after the go-route deep ball that he caught there, the 50-yarder or plus or whatever it was. Um, that might have been called. You know, I mean, it, it was... Uh, You've got you, you can't be, not you can't do it like an animal. So you can't you be up can't there and have stiff a stiff arm you, Yeah, you've got you to trophy. It's got to be subtle. Yes, yes, you can't Heisman Trophy it. Excellent. <laughs> yes, uh, you got to be a little more subtle with that sort of thing, you know. But also, uh, you look at the Chase Claypool, um, the one he dropped. Yeah, the alligator arms one. Oh, uh, he got crushed. One of the safeties hit him like three steps after he, he, the ball clanged off his hands. I'm yeah. like going, wait a minute. Uh, Anybody to throw a flag on that one? Defenseless receiver, much? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It it bothered me. I and and you know there was a well, that couple one especially, other ones because
2: that one could have really hurt. Chase. Well, yeah, the push but, off one, whatever. But, yeah, I mean that that's neither here nor like there. That, but getting getting
0: doinked like that yeah. is uh, that's a quick stop. What we used to call um, a slobber knocker of a hit, you know. <laughs> but you know the fact is, um, I thought Chase did a nice job there. I thought that uh, the guy though that made the throw for me was. Um, Josh Dobbs on that 17-yarder to Tyler Simmons. Because like I said, when you see that, that that cover zero, there's no safety over the top. That means they're coming after you. Everybody's locked on, and there's one guy there coming that you can't account for, and you got to be able to unload that ball. I mean
1: that—that's what happened, right? That guy—he got the ball right out before that guy got to him. Whoever—I don't know the name of the defender, but it was a perfectly—it doesn't matter. His name is
0: Toast. All right, (laughs) Tyler Simmons did a nice job of running, and I'm trying to remember whoever was in the slot hooked up, and that they—they were playing a zone coverage, and I I just—I thought Tyler did a great job just getting to the corner, and you know, Dobbsy got the ball to him like.
2: I think Dobbs right played now. the bet. If we had if you had If to I had make to me pick say one best, guy, I would say Dobbs. that Josh Dobbs yeah. was
0: you know, there was another pass. He had a nice little reverse rollout. And uh he threw one to Trey Edmonds and it was like a 17 yeah. yard gain or something like that. But you know, the way he rolled out and, and this is probably my second takeaway of this would be the fact that we were under center, we had three point stances, and they moved the launch point for the quarterbacks besides the, the motion stuff. You know, motion's great. You know, it's like Mike Tomlin says. You're trying to win, uh, win the battle before the snap occurs. You're trying to win the down, but basically with motion, you're trying to. You know, there, there's several things. Number one, you want to try and see if they'll they'll tip their hand. Mm-hmm. You know, because defenses will spend so much time they're sugaring. You know, they're hiding what they're really going to do and trying to keep you from knowing what they're going to rotate to right right at the snap. Right. You know, or um, it's about trying to create uh, leverage strength on a running play. So you're going to try it out, leveraging it might go to jumbo guys on the one side or you know motion over and shift to create a leverage strength for you in whatever way so you got that leverage you know blocking down stuff like that or the third thing is just to create the mismatches like if you go back to what was it Ben last year with Philly when he got um who did he get on the he got somebody on a linebacker I'm trying to remember for a touchdown right at the end of the game it was just a great job of Mismatch identifying a mismatch. Oh, it was Chase Claypool. I think it was Chase on a, on a linebacker. Well, Claypool had like I think four touchdowns, four touchdowns in that yeah. So a problem, a yeah. To <laughs> game. Yeah, so that's a safe bet. But it was it was like towards the yeah towards the end of the game. You know, the thing that I always love about that though, after one of the touchdowns was Claypool was like L three or L two on the kickoff team went down made the tackle. He loves that's that's spectacular. I mean, that was him and you it. don't see that guys his doing that. You're not going to see him on special teams oh, this year. Yeah, he's not going to be L three this year. I think you know you take the Bombardier dude. status dude, dude. away from him. Yeah, you know you keep them safely enscon- ensconced on the bench. Yes, you know, I but agree. the fact is, uh, I look at that and I think to myself, you know, Josh Dobbs really did a nice job. That uh, you know everybody's got eyes on so much the Mason Dwayne Haskins type of battle, which mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins showed himself uh, to be right. you know proficient too um all four oh, all three passes. of these guys I yeah mean,
1: you saw him going through his progressions a lot of short passes he had that one rush to the outside that wasn't super long but that's what he can do he's mobile on his feet
0: well the thing that amazed me was when he threw that one to the to the sidelines he didn't even step he had his feet parallel and he just snapped off about a 30 yard throw sideways basically you know to the sidelines uh Okay, there's that arm strength they're talking about,
2: and improv skills. Yeah, you get little improvisational stuff going on, which you need to do if you're a quarterback in the NFL. You know
0: what? I, you don't know surprise me. Was he, he? You know, during training camp, um, you know, you, you hear that he doesn't run that much, and okay, he he, he doesn't run that much, and he's one of those guys that. Um, you know, he, he's kind of a statue in the pocket. He's moved well. He's, he's moved very he well. Advertised, yeah. yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, you know, that you know, movie. You know, and they, they're they showing him, uh, can they shoot, you know, and, and Sundance can't hit nothing. And he says to the guy, can I move? I'm better when I move. And I, sometimes I look at Haskins and go, he seems better when he moves.
2: He definitely was not the book on him when he came in. No. Yeah. He looks good. He does look good. I think the Steelers have three very fine – average backup backups. quarterbacks and that's a good thing i'm not saying that as an no. insult that's there's what a lot of bad backup quarterbacks out there
0: what people don't understand is when you have a franchise future hall of famer those guys are rare they're they're generational yeah. players so all right we'll be back with more the the wrap-up for the locker room but the wild bunch is going to stay we'll be back with more attention wolf in the locker room with jacob of israel and of course that would be shirtless time over there who's <laughs> not wearing a shirt thank goodness thank goodness <laughs> All right, it's the wind-up right here in the locker room. Okay, fellas, give me one more name that uh, impressed you the other night. Let's start with Jacob.
1: Jacob, with you give me, me? One. I got to yeah. go with Quincy Roche, man. Nice. I mean, we talked about Alex Highsmith getting to the quarterback, that beautiful spin move, but if Quincy Roche can get into that lineup, find a niche somewhere, and all of a sudden your, your outside linebackers are looking young, and you're, you're in a prime position to have those guys last. You're, you're in a prime position to have your outside linebackers be a solid duo behind, obviously, T.J. Watt. I'm talking about Highsmith and Roche for the next, what, better part of a decade? Setting yourself up for a pretty good future. I like it. I gotta
2: go with Presley Harvin, the third. I don't know how he didn't. The punter.
1: I don't know how he didn't get to him yet at all.
2: He was the star of the show. I in mean, the do, Hall you, of Fame do you guys feel and... bad
1: for Jordan Barry? because it seems after, I think after made Thursday night, it after seems Thursday that it's, it's Harvin's job um, now. Forty-five
2: point eight average on his four punts. Three of his four landed inside the twenty, which is great. And we all know the one beauty that he spun <sighs> right at the one-yard line to pin the uh, Cowboys at their own goal line. Only thing you got to worry about, though, is holding, right? You got to hold the ball for the place kicker right. on the, on the yeah. extra point. if Chris True.
1: Oswell says you can't hold it, then but, I mean, it's a bad I sign.
2: I feel like the Steelers have been looking for a game breaker at Punter for a while. But they tried to move on from Jordan Berry last year and then ended up having to bring him back when Dustin Colquitt didn't work out. So they use a draft picked on one, the seventh round pick on Harvin this year, and he's, he's looking the part so far. So I'm impressed Very with good. him.
0: Absolutely. I thought it was a magnificent kick, too. Actually, that would have stopped without anybody touching the ball. No, it was ready, yeah, to sit no, right there. Was there was yeah. it. All right. But I would have to go with another guy that caught my eye, was James Pierre. I uh, had a couple That's of a PBUs. Big guy to catch your eye, yeah. You know, watching it's him. Someone
1: you want to catch your eye, too, at this point. Right.
0: Exactly. Great point. Um, watching him, he'll play off the ball boat. When he would drive at the uh, stem point where the wide receiver stems to whatever route he's cutting he would drive on the ball i mean i really love to see that to to be able to react so quickly and drive and get a hand up and be able to you know block the pass take the guy down all at once that to me that's just terrific and i i like it because it says this to me which by the way i also thought um antoine brooks looked looked good arthur mullet looked pretty good uh, but here's the thing about it. If if a James Pierre came along and he could take the outside, Cam Sutton could go to the inside. Um, that's not bad.
2: Or if an Antoine
0: Brooks comes along and is playing
2: better, you just have to keep Cam Sutton on the outside there. It's gonna, oh, absolutely. It's good problem. No question. These three guys are taking this uh, competition in stride and no they're, question they're making it tough for the coaches to choose but the one guy you don't hear about really is justin lane and that's a little concerning well jay
0: lane had that he stripped the, the ball off the receiver you know he was he had him one yeah yeah he he gave a couple of receptions it just but...
2: feels like he's falling behind
0: well it may well be we'll it's see it's not the end of
2: the
1: world though if yep. james pierre stepping up right
0: no but and it's not the end of the world because there's still three more preseason right. games and <laughs> we go from there all right true. i want to thank you gentlemen you're going to be here with me tomorrow i hope i so. believe so if, if you'll have know. us yeah oh are you back. kidding me man <laughs> I, nobody wants to hear me sit by myself because there's a lot of silence <laughs> we'll be back with more it's dutch wolf in the locker room with the wild bunch we'll see you tomorrow folks